It was three weeks since Artemis and her allies had taken the city. When news of the Nizian's rout made its way to the outer villages, the militias redoubled their efforts and drove out their occupiers. That left only the other cities of Vega in need of liberation, and once Kael began making his way about the land, those battles were over within hours. On many of these missions, Pym would accompany him, and the two began to learn to act in concert. Kael would have been glad to take Pym as his protege, but he knew Artemis had bigger plans for the young speedster. Royal emissary, Artemis told Pym, as he stood across the desk from her. She had been poring over reports and maps all morning, trying to make sense of what her people needed and the best way to satisfy those needs. As with much else, Pym was invaluable in that regard. Royal what now? Pym asked, arching an eyebrow. Emissary. Artemis smiled up at him. She sat back in her chair, sipping a mug of jolt bean tea. She grimaced at the taste of it. Cold? Pym asked. When she nodded, he reached out his hands. Give it here, he said. He took the mug from her, rubbing the bottom of it so swiftly, steam began to rise from its contents. He handed it back, and Artemis took a sip. Perfect, she said. How did you do that? An engineer I showed it to called it friction, Pym explained. If I rub something fast enough, it heats up. Artemis grinned slyly. I'll bet. Pym rolled his eyes. Kael's right. That really is all you think about. She threw a wadded-up piece of paper at him, and he caught it, smirking. So, he asked, what does an emissary do, anyway? Artemis relaxed in her chair, drinking her tea. You'll be my representative, she said. To the people of the land, to foreign visitors, you'll be the face of Vega. Vega needs a face. She nodded. Vega needs a face. She put the mug down and leaned forward, steepling her hands together. We may have routed the Nazians easily enough, she told him, but the people of this land are shaken. They're confused, angry, scared. They're going to need reassurance that they'll be taken care of, that people in charge are listening. She gestured to him. And that's where you come in. Why me? Why not use your face? Artemis laughed. <laughs> because my face is part of my head, which is where I keep my brain, which will be very important as I put Vega's government back together. Do you know how many noble families were wiped out by the Nazians? I think there are perhaps a handful of nobles left in the entire land, and most of those are in the army. With no aristocracy, we have no governing council, no legislature. She threw her hands up. Vega hasn't had an absolute monarchy in centuries, so not only do I have to somehow replace the majority of my government, I also have to figure out how to do their jobs. She sighed then pointed at him. But aside from that, just about every single citizen of Vega knows who you are, she said. You armed them during the battle, you've brought them news, food, and medicine. She smiled at him. They feel they know you, in a way they can't know me. Plus, you're easy to like. She flashed him a grin. So that means they'll accept a lot of what's coming more readily when it comes from you. Pym was quiet a moment, then nodded. Okay, if you say so. He stood and smiled at her. You know you can always count on me. I know, she smiled back. So, where are you off to now? Some rest, I hope. No need to start things right away. The monastery, he replied. I thought I'd visit a while with Darren. You've really taken a shine to him, she teased. Pym nodded, blushing as he grinned sheepishly. And he to me, I think.
Her eyes widened along with a smile. This sounds serious. I think it might be getting that way. I... It was his turn to tease her as he said, I don't know that I'd travel through hell for him just yet, but I think this could really become something. Well, I hope it does, she said earnestly. Then, waving him off, Go, go see your young man. We'll talk more about the new position tomorrow. Pym nodded, then bowed. Your majesty, he said in mock respect. Artemis rolled her eyes and threw more paper at him. Oh, just get out. Pym sped up. Artemis chuckled, then stood and walked to the window, gazing thoughtfully out over the city below. That night, she and Kael lay together in bed. She was curled up in his arms, her head resting on his chest. What did he think of the job? Kael asked. He's willing, she answered. Pym's always willing, though I do think he's feeling a bit overwhelmed by it all. Kael nodded.